Welcome to the Growing the Good Life podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Roberts, and today we are talking about how to maximize yield while minimizing your costs in growing a vegetable garden. Uh, this is all about how to save money with a vegetable garden. And one of my previous episodes, I showed you how much money I made from my garden, what I spent on it, and how much I was able to make from it, uh, either through food that I ate, preserved, or sold. So I want to dive in a little bit more on ways that you can maximize your yield and minimize your cost so that you can save money with vegetable gardening. I know that now more than ever, people are very interested in growing food for a lot of reasons. The financial savings is one reason, and the predictability is another reason. If you grow your own food, you can be in control of your supply of that food. So we'll cover that in another episode, but today I want to zero in on how to maximize what you grow in a specific space and how to minimize your cost. And we're going to look at three different ways to do these. And the first way we're going to cover is crop rotation and companion planting. So these are ways that you can maximize your yield in the same the same space. So crop rotation is basically when you don't grow the same exact um, variety every year in the same space. And it just means that you are moving your tomatoes from one spot to another, your peppers, you're kind of setting up a rotation and you are growing a, a particular vegetable in different areas of your garden. And that just helps reduce your disease pressure in the soil. And it also helps break up the insect life cycles so that pests don't become super comfortable in one area of your garden. Um, if there, for example, if you have an area of your garden where you grow potatoes every single year, you are going to notice that potato bugs come out earlier and earlier to ravage your plants because they have been allowed to take uh, hold and take root and really set up shop in that particular area. The payoff is big in that area. They don't have to travel far. The food is right there. Every single year you grow the potatoes there. And so they just lay their eggs there. Um, so crop rotation is a really good way for you to stay on top of that, either fun keeping fungal diseases at bay or keeping pest pressure down. That's a really good way of doing this. Now, in the beginning, if you don't have a huge garden and you're starting off with a small space, you don't really need to worry about crop rotation as much. But if you begin to, say, garden in the same spot for longer than more than three seasons in a row, then you need to start thinking about rotating things because it's likely that you'll find your yields begin to reduce and rotation can help you bounce back with that. Along with that crop rotation, we also want to mention companion planting. Now, companion planting um, is, is a situation where you have two or more different kinds of uh, vegetables that are planted in the same space or planted next to each other. A lot of, a lot of times we think about uh, potatoes or like we've got a row of tomatoes and that's the only thing we put in there. We don't put anything else in there. But the good news is that you can grow lots of different plants with uh, potatoes, tomatoes, peppers, um, and, and things that are able to be planted together. If you're able to do that, that means that you can maximize your space. A lot of vegetables um, are smaller 
They never get huge. So that means they don't ever crowd out other vegetables. And you can plant those smaller vegetables successfully with larger ones, and they can cohabitate with each other very well. So height difference is something that you can mix up together in the same row or area. Another thing you can mix up is the time days to maturity. So if you have tomatoes, for example, those have a longer time to maturity. Around those tomato plants, you can plant lettuce seedlings because your lettuces will only take a month and a half at at most really to mature. So you've got those, let's say you've got a row, a 20 foot row, and you have, um, you've got 10 tomato plants planted, two feet apart, or, you know, whatever you you have there. So you've got 10 tomato plants in and around those tomato plants. You can also plant lettuces because in 54 days, 56 days, your tomato plants will uh, not be huge. They won't be taking up a ton of space. They'll still be able to coexist with the lettuce. The lettuce will be able to get enough light and water. And then by the time you harvest those lettuces, then your tomatoes are still there. They're still uh, rocking and rolling and they're fine. So uh, that space that you would have uh, not used can be used by the lettuce. And the same goes for quick growing root vegetables like radishes. Uh, radishes are very quick. A lot of ra- some radishes only take 30 days, others maybe two week or two months. But again, same kind of concept. You're going to plant those around those tomatoes or peppers and they the smaller plants will uh, will mature and you'll harvest those way before you have to worry about tomatoes or peppers. Um, another thing, that's a really good companion plant are onions and specifically scallions. Um, scallions and bulbing onions are great. Garlic is as well. Uh, a lot of people who are not allowed to have food in their yard can successfully grow garlic just by planting garlic around flower beds. And that does a couple things. Number one, it can help keep deer away from those flowers because the deer smell the garlic smell and they don't like it. And also you're able to sort of hide the garlic in your landscape so that it's not as noticeable to people who might uh, call you out for having food in your yard. So if you have an HOA or a homeowners association or co-op or something like that, that has some really strict rules about vegetables in your front yard, then you can work on some garlic and some some perhaps some scallions planted around your flower beds or within your flower beds to get around that. Um, So that's a really good thing to do. Take a look at your space. Take a look at the rows that you would typically plant and, and think of them differently. Imagine it differently. Imagine sharing space and doing something, um, you know, with everything that you've got that will help you maximize your yields. Uh, The next thing you can do is to use homemade compost Um, Instead of just relying on purchased compost or or fertilizers, um, if you have space to compost, it's an absolutely wonderful thing. Um, You can make a compost bin out of wood pallets, and then you're just going to layer things like straw, leaves, grass clippings, food scraps. You're going to keep that pile moist. There's a lot of stuff online about how to set up a compost pile. But honestly, composting is a super way to create your own free Um, vitamins and minerals and nutrients for your garden um, out of waste, just out of stuff that you would have thrown away anyway. So that's another way for you to minimize your cost with gardening. 
Um, and the next thing that's really great is to preserve any of your excess harvest through canning or freezing or even dehydrating. So um, depending on what size garden you have, you're going to have a lot of food at different times of the season. So you'll have a time when you have a ton of tomatoes on hand. Then you'll have a time when you've got a ton of peppers or okra or whatever the case might be. And so when you have more than you can eat or you have, let's say, planted you know, 12 different San Marzano paste tomato plants because you plan to can 50 to 100 cans of whole peeled tomatoes, then you can start doing that, uh, that whenever you have your excess harvest. So I freeze, I dehydrate, um, or we'll be canning a lot this year. So that's the way you can take what's coming out of your garden grocery store and you can can it, preserve it, freeze it so that you can eat it later. Um, and that's a really super good way of doing that. And um, I suggest you look into that if you want to have fresh garden food all year round. So that is going to do it for today's episode. Let's let's go back and talk about it. So we, we talked about how exactly you're going to maximize your yield and minimize cost because we did talk about it in a previous episode, how, yes, it's worth it. It can be very worth it. But these are the things that you need to do to help it be worth it. And that is... Make sure you're rotating your crops so that you give your soil a rest. That will keep your yields high. Do your companion planting and your planting um, where you're, you're planting different things together in the same row so that you can maximize the yield out of a single space. Um, you're going to take plants that have a short maturity cycle and you're going to pair those with longer ones so that you can get multiple harvests of the quick growing items before you have to worry about the longer growing items. Then we talked about homemade compost, using that instead of expensive fertilizer. Doing that, you can reduce your costs. And finally, you're going to also reduce costs by preserving that excess that you have. So you might want to give it away, but chances are if you if you want to preserve it, you're going to find a way to do that. You could do it either by canning, freezing, you can dehydrate. There's all kinds of ways and there's all kinds of information on the internet about how to do those things. So these are all clever techniques that are going to help you maximize your space. I really hope this has given you an idea for your space and, and has shown you that it's possible to grow a lot of food for not a lot of money. And I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I want you to get out there and get growing.